That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest Red Sox podcast you have ever seen. The Pesky Poll Podcast, episode 73. How are you guys doing today? Joining me is none other than a guy you've seen on the show twice before, I believe. I might as well be a co-host now. I think this is my third time. Was supposed to be on episode 69. Decided to go golfing instead. (sighs) Killing me. That was was a great episode, too. And you you missed out. You missed out. Um, Kelsey, introduce yourself to the people. Kelsey Miranda, you guys know. You guys probably heard me before. I'm... Back up here in Mass. I mean, the Sox are killing it. There's why not podcast about it? We're what here part of Massachusetts, South Coast, South Coast. Nice, mm-hmm. man. We should we should have gone to a Red Sox game together if we could have had the time. Yeah, we we needed to do that, bro. I'm I'm sorry about that. I was just running in between finals and trying to graduate. Your boy's got his bachelor's degree. Look at you. There you go. I'm still chasing it, but Let's nice, go. dude. That's what you want. Came mm-hmm. home with it. Where do you go to school again? It's a school down in South Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm about four or five hours away from there where I am now. But oh, nice. What what grade are you in now? I'm a junior. I'm a junior. Oof. It only gets worse from here. So I I I have the bulk of it coming up. Let me let me just say what you got to do. Get and this for any of my college. Or future college students out there get your hardest classes out of the way first your freshman year is when you have so much motivation freshman to sophomore year yeah. load up your schedule get as many classes in there possible as if you're trying to get that four-year program done in like three and a half years really push yourself through it and then your junior and senior year you just put your feet up you lay back and life is good yeah right, and you're take, writing 40 40 page essays take that, that from happens. somebody who never followed that in had to completely backload his senior year and it was terrible but let's get into what the people want some red Sox news if you guys do like this content youtube you get to see me and whatever guest i am with twice a week make sure you hit that like subscribe and notification you can see every time i go live twice a week spotify and itunes gang i never forget about you guys how you guys doing today kelsey i actually saw um the website that i put my stuff on spotify through uh shows me now what parts of the world people listen to the most oh that's cool but we got people from indonesia or something uh, it's india we got one person that actively listens from belgium and that is wow (laughs) that's pretty cool i am forever grateful to whoever person is in belgium we got some from la we got some from out west we got all over Actually, Red Sox so. Nation and Pesky Pole Podcast Nation goes worldwide. Pesky Pole Podcast Nation, stand up one time, all right? <laughs> you already know what it is. Quit playing. All right, let's get right. And actually, you got anything to say to the people before we get into it? You know what? I'm going to start it off. I 
did not ex- – I don't think anyone did, but I'm going to say I did not expect the Red Sox to be in first place in May 23rd. It shocks me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to – before we get into that, first follow the Soxtonian Instagram, S-O-X-T-O-N-I-A-N. Soxtonian Instagram will be leaked down below. Make sure you go follow him for some awesome news when he decides to actually post stuff. When I watch the games, I have so much more motivation to keep up with it. Dude, dude went on complete hiatus for like a month. Posted like twice <laughs> ever since. I tried. I haven't messaged you since like April twenty something, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking and I'm looking through. So I'm like, is he good, Kelsey? Where you at? But still, still, still alive over here. Come join. Come be a Soxtonian. Follow me. <laughs> so here's the problem: the Red Sox have been holding their own. They've been winning about 60 to 70% of their games consistently. Uh, Rays have won nine out of the last 10. And uh, that's they've been doing very good. They're one game back of the division, and the Yankees are one and a half. Winning the series against the Blue Jays pushed them out of contention to the point where they're four and a half back. Orioles, we don't talk about the Orioles. They went on John Means Day, and that's all they got. Yep, that's about it. So here's my question to you: With the Rays, who did the Rays trade? They just traded somebody to the Brewers. I, I thought of that the other day. It was it was somebody that like contributed. Give me give me a that. second, because who who was it? Um, give me two seconds. They, they traded I, two players recently. Uh, yeah, the big one they traded though was uh, Willie Adamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Willie Adamas is team. off to. Milwaukee getting him out of the division, which I do appreciate. But do you feel the Rays are going to take a step down or are they going to be like the 2020 Rays and just shock everyone? I don't know. We didn't see who they got. Two prospects. Huh? Two prospects. Oh, really? I mean, I think they, they saw their window this past year and lost and they traded away Blake Snell. Willie Adamas is, is, one of their key guys, he contributes. He hits home runs. He's a second baseman, I think. And shortstop. What what I th- what I see from why Willie Adamas got traded is because the Brewers approached them. The Brewers are trying to make the next step to beat out the Cardinals and the Cubs. This is a total Brewers trade. They they asked for Willie Adamas and the Rays. What I see from that is they're giving in and they're backing off of what seems to be like a pretty good team that could. Go for the World Series again. I don't know why they traded him. And here's the problem with that. I can kind of see it, but with the Cardinals getting um, Nolan Arenado, right, this – I don't think this Brewers team really has what it takes, so I question the decision. But they are only four games back from the Cardinals, only one game back of the Cubs for the division. And plus, you only need to be top two to make it into playoffs and then two wild card teams. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, I'm not sure, but I mean – is it? It's top two from each division, which is six, and then two wildcard teams. So yeah, it's eight on each side. It's totally worth it's totally worth them for them to push and make trades at the deadline and try and make their team better because the NL Central is so weak. All they need is ninety five wins to make the playoffs or like 90, 90 mm-hmm. wins. So I don't know. Some some teams have just been really lackluster this season. For oh, example, yeah. the Dodgers, who are twenty eight and eighteen. You, you would have expected them to be one of the top top dogs out there but they're currently third in the can, NL West. can we talk for a second can we talk about how good this Padres team has been in the past two weeks Damn. I I looked at the rankings the standings 
a month ago, they were in fourth place. They were they were bottom of the division. I look at the standings today; they're they're solo first. Mm-hmm. That's but why. But the thing the thing with them is that's what we all expected. They created a powerhouse with a small market team, which I always love to see. It doesn't yeah. matter what team it is. If a small market team creates a powerhouse, I love to see it. But this is something we just expected out of them. Sure, they got off to a rocky start making all those trades, but you'd expect them to pick it up. You're, you're totally correct. If they weren't first or second in the division by October, then they failed big mm-hmm. time. Here's a question. Why are the Mariners decent, and why do the Angels suck? I think, oh my God, the Angels are a mess. I, I really wish they were better. But the Mariners, I feel like they're getting a lot of motivation from this douchebag, uh, the, what was it, a CEO something? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you can't say that. For oh, sorry. But you know what I'm saying. This guy is a cheap steak. Like eight minutes in, okay. He's, he's not what you want running your baseball operation team. He's manipulating service time, and he – he says he says that he is, and it. I feel like these guys get a lot of motivation off that. They want to now that this guy's out. They're they're ramping up the pace, and they they want to show people that they can make the playoffs for the first time in twenty years. Oh man, I really, I don't know. I would like to see it make the playoffs for the first time since basically Griffey. Yeah, and call it a day, or since Arod. I think it's like oh one. It's so long. Either way, it's, it's been way too long since Ichiro. We'll call, we'll we'll compromise yeah. at Ichiro. That's right. But with them, it's it's very confusing to see what they're going to do. I'm 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 going to be intrigued to see how some of these teams decide to play it out throughout the rest of the year. Like good example would be the Royals. Royals yeah. is your time to buy. You're third in your division. You're kind of back. Are we buying or selling? Blue Jays, they. They're still a young team. If they don't make the playoffs this year, it's whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Um, with the Yankees, they started out sucking, as we always expect them to do. Then they decided to say, hey, we're actually the Yankees. Let's do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. The Rays, in baseball. Rays have been a stellar team away, and same with the Red Sox. Those have been two of the best away teams in baseball, mm-hmm. which confuses me. We're 16-6 and six away, but home we're 500, basically. Doesn't make sense. It I'm no, confused by it. We're just very good away. Mm-hmm. Another team that's very good away is Oakland. Yep. Oakland is surprisingly good this year. They're always a team that I expect to make it to the second round and then completely tank out. Yeah. Very good, well-run organization ever since Moneyball. I mean, where they, they're getting these great pitchers, and they can show up on a day-to-day basis and win. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how they do it. Oh, by the way, the exact opposite, the Rockies. Uh, they're 15 and 12 at home and 2 and 17 away. Wow. Surprisingly better than I would think. Say it with I think, me. I, w- I wanted to say it earlier. I think the Rockies and the Mariners are sort of in the same spot. And for some reason, the Mariners are killing it. The Rockies are just in a tougher division. Yeah, yeah. Way tougher. You got two powerhouses in the Padres and Dodgers, and the Giants are surprising everybody this year. Mm-hmm. You really just need to take a step back if you're them. Yep. So let's get into this Red Sox team. First, let's talk about the pitching. Still an average pitching team. Yeah. Uh, middle middle of the pack. Right. You know who our best pitcher is still. Nick Pavetta. Not even close. He's my guy. It's it. It's Eddie Rodriguez. No, it's my guy. 
Martine? No. That's Robert such an intense guy. Robert Stock. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm uh, I'm about to mute <laughs> you. Garrett Whitlock. Okay, I understand. I was going for starting pitchers there. He's he's 0-1 currently, but 12, 12 appearances only allowed five earned runs. Three of those are homers. So basically the way to get to Garrett Whitlock, and I think all of those runs have been scored off of homers, is mm-hmm. the only way to score off him is you need to hit a homer. If you don't hit a homer, you're not scoring off him. But he has a two ERA with 22 innings pitch, a whip of 1075. Mm-hmm. Dude's been killing it. Then Matt Barnes. Like we said, all-star level, second best closer in the league currently. I would give the edge to Chapman right now. But and that dude dude average his strikeout per nine is 16.1. He's the man. How is that even possible? We're when when he's done in three years, we're gonna look at we're gonna think of Keep Folk, Jonathan Papelbon, and Matt Barnes. You're forgetting you're forgetting one name in there. He wasn't necessarily a closer, but I always like to think of him as a closer. Dice K. Dice K Matsuzaka. <laughs> that was easy. He was great too. Man. Um, we had another one. Koji Uhara. Not Koji. Uh did he play for the Red Sox? Why am I thinking of Byung Hun Kim? He's part of the Red Sox, right? Yeah, he did. Lou Merlone hated him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. So yeah. the rest the rest of the rotation is average everywhere everybody in there is between a 318 and a 470 which this team's era averages a 386 which if we're only allowing four runs a game i'm happy with i see no complaints in there at all if jd martinez xander bogarts and rafael devers want out hit the rest of the majors then sure i don't care it's it works it's literally those two and Verdugo. Or yeah, those three and Verdugo. Is I, I'm sorry. I have not been watching the games just because I literally can't. They they're forcing me out. But has Alex Verdugo played a single baseball game in the past three weeks? Uh, he's played 43 games. So yeah, he's played the majority. Well, I mean, Xander and JD have only played how many games have we have we played? So they're in the lineup every day, almost. Yeah, so we have played 47. So out of 47, he's played 43. That surprises me. I see that as very durable. Yeah, he's 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 young and he he called the shot and he's he's an everyday outfielder now for us. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy about that. And some of our guys though, they I mean, one guy that's really turned it around. All right, let's let's take let's take a like a two minute intermission for a Michael Chavis appreciation session. Yeah. All right. He's come in here and played 10 games, 31 at-bats, nine hits, one homer, two RBIs. Still strikes out a lot, but we don't need to talk about that. Still a 290 batting average on-base percentage, a 516 slugging. The kid, is, the kid is so hungry. I mean, if he was DH, there would be no complaints here. He's he's not hungry. He's pissed off. Yeah. We'll say that. Um Moment, moment of silence for French Cordero. Send him into the sun. Into Mars. It makes me upset. Why? We, we put so much faith into you. What a disappointment. Uh, that's Jaren Duran, what's up, kid? Jaren Duran, help us, please. We'll get into him later in the episode. Danny Santana, though. D- 
how how could this team get even better with Danny Santana? My dude's only had two hits this year, and both of them have been solo shots. Rocket home runs, I not barely it. over the fence. Because I was looking at my phone, right? And it was like three days ago. Mm-hmm. He's only played two games. So, yeah, it was like two, three days ago. And I'm looking and I'm like, who the hell is Danny Santana? And why are you batting eighth? His signing went so far under the radar. I didn't even know about like, it. And I covered this damn team. Yeah, it, it was like it, it was it snuck in so late because it was right. It was like after the Marwin signing and in between when we traded uh, Workman and Brazier or whatever, not Brazier, but it snuck in because he, we signed him to a, a minor league deal and he was, he hit 28 home runs in 2019. If we, if we see 20 home runs out of this guy, he's not going to play every day. What, what a bonus that could be. He could be like a pinch hitter. Dude, and just having him as a utility guy, it, it just puts Franchi up on the block to say, Hey, Anybody want to come get this man's? We'll take prospects. We can. We we all we had to do to bring Danny Santana up was kick country singer Austin Bryce to the curb. Finally, yeah. Dang, and that's that's, that's only because Josh Taylor hasn't been complete dog. Yes, he has. But well, like I said, there are only two pitchers right now that I would not trust with the ball in their hands, and that's Josh Taylor and Matt Andres. Screw that guy. Jo- Josh Taylor has the most punchable face. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I just hate when Sate seeing him on the mound, even if he's okay. But mm-hmm. it, so we need we we kicked out Austin Bryce, and now Frankie Cordero's next when Jaron Duran comes up. Mm-hmm. Man, and do you think? I will get into that later. I have a whole segment prepared for Duran, but okay. with this team hitting wise, right on the um, what was I going to say? For our rank in the AL, we're the best team batting-wise in the AL right now. Uh, second best, I'm sorry. Behind the you know Angels. what's funny about that? Is we were last year. Exactly. But the pitching decided, I want to give a damn, and let's go out here and be the sixth best team in the AL. Yeah. Best team when it comes to saves. Thank you, Matt Barnes, you beautiful man. They realized, they realized what needed to be done. And what was already there and said, we're not going to miss our window. Mm-hmm. We're going to man up and we're going to do this this year. That, I mean, as Red Sox fans, we, we deserve this a little bit. You know, yeah. last year, we just got pounded and beaten down. And for a big market team, you don't expect that. As, as, Boston, as Boston sports fans, we deserve this. It has not been that great of the past two years. I know. Moment of silence for Seattle Mariners fans once again. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul, because you, you're gonna you're gonna need it. All right, like I said, I've I've talked with one guy in the um, Seattle Mariners organization. Mm-hmm. His name's Travis Coon, a minor leaguer, uh, and he just I don't think he's happy. It I, doesn't seem like a fun place to play baseball because it's so far removed from everywhere else. I think I think he's gonna pull his famous Eric Blood so soon and just put out a tweet that says I don't want to be here. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't blame anybody in Seattle right now who just tweeted that. No no complaints, no nothing. But mm-hmm. we were just talking about the bullpen, right? Yeah. Currently, right now, let me look it up real quick. But we have a somewhat tough schedule ahead of us right now. Okay. And it's it's just going to go 
like we've been facing some easy teams, but apparently our schedule is supposed to go a little bit up through the roof. And the question is, do we need to bolster the bullpen? Like tear it apart? Not tear talking? it apart, but add some strength to it. Yeah. I mean, we have the we have the chance to draft Kumar Rocker this summer, but I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to make a move at the deadline for somebody that's gonna be more reliable than Ottavino and Phillips Valdez and Darwin's and has been. We need we need somebody that we know we can go to for six, five, six outs. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing. Currently, as we're talking, the game against Philly, the final game of the series, is getting up to, um, is going up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got two against Atlanta on Tuesday and Wednesday, three against Miami, four against Houston, three against New York, three against Houston. Wow, that's going to be a tough stretch. Houston, that's New York, a- Houston. Just yeah, just that week from May thirty first to June tenth, those eleven days. I I've said oh, the bullpen questions me. The bullpen and the the pole pitching staff is basically where this root this take roots from. Is that it, I'm still I'm surprised that we've been here. We're we're still in first place, and I haven't seen that as really sustainable. But what has proved that for me is. The game against the Blue Jays where they scored three runs in the ninth and Barnes came in and dominated. And last night when Barnes came in and showed up that he was the man, the bullpen was the bullpen was there enough and Barnes came in and delivered. And if we come out of that stretch, Houston, New York, Houston, if we come out of that stretch above 500, this team will absolutely be there in October. No this question team, about it. This team's going to prove itself, guaranteed. But – Low, low key, high key on Tuesday, June fifteenth. I want to take a drive down to Atlanta to go check it, to go get a Red Sox, Braves game in. That park is beautiful. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing around here where I live. I live in Southern Tennessee. All right, we don't have a damn baseball team here. Kansas City is eight hours north. Atlanta kick, is five and a half hours down. Dirt in Southern Tennessee, buddy. Hey, 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 hey. All right, <laughs> not everyone. Only about like fifteen. 60% of people down here talk like that. I know. It's not everybody. <laughs> I still I still have like the northern kind of talk with me because I've lived up there for 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then I come down here and I'm down here for a year. But once you're around people that talk like that, you start subconsciously talking like that too. So sometimes it's- I'll catch myself drip, s- slipping into that southern accent and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, oh, God, please help me. Yeah, it's it's funny how it works. Mm-hmm. happens to me too so any guys off the top of your head that you could think of that we could possibly bring into this into this um bullpen i mean liam hendricks is still one of the best relievers there is the brewers aren't gonna let aren't gonna let go of any of their guys because they need them uh I feel like the Marlins would be stupid enough to send up some send us some guys our way. Here's so let's look at the teams that are worse than their division: Orioles, Twins, Angels, Nationals, Pirates, Rockies. Which teams out of those would be willing to sell? And here's the two that I think that would be most willing to sell are Pirates and Orioles. And I think. 
And I said this, right? I had a take. I was doing the podcast by myself, one episode on a Tuesday. And I said, you know what? I think that adding John Means to this bullpen would make us a lot better. You'd and add then him the, to the next, bullpen? yes, you make him as your long reliever. He's a Cy Young candidate. He's is he that good? He's great. He there's uses no, the sticky stuff. There's no way he's a Cy Young candidate. Top ten. Let me look up his stats. But I wouldn't mind adding him as either. Actually, yeah, you're right. Add him into the starting rotation. Get Garrett Richards out of here. Put him to the bench. But we're not thinking clearly. Chris Sale is going to come back to the starting rotation soon. <laughs> Damn, you were right about if John he, Means. If he's close to the real Chris Sale that we've seen since he came here and pitches and he throws like a 2-8 ERA, we can put Martin Perez in the bullpen. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping, but that's still we're still talking about like two months away from when we see Chris Sale. Yes, but like you said about Garrett Richards, I think he would he would really thrive in a bullpen spot. All, all I'm gonna say is, uh, John Means right now has a one seven ERA. <laughs> Dang, that's yeah okay. Um, but another guy who's very good who might be able to come in here is Joe Musgrove from the Padres. Oh, he's on the Padres. Crap, I forgot he was on the I, I was think on the Pirates. There might be more than one. Who are you talking about? Joe Musgrove. Isn't he on the He was at least on the Pirates for a while. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a Musgrove that threw another. He's, he's on the Padres, but Yeah. Let me let me just let me just prove I'm not going crazy. And I swear he was on the Pirates. For at least some sort of time. If not, I'm gonna look like a real I don't think you're insane. I think uh you're just a tad delusional. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was on the Pirates for the past two years. I knew I wasn't going crazy. Okay, you're keeping up with it. Yeah. All right, I knew I thought I was going crazy for a second. Okay, good. But but what's what's good about we're speculating on this? What's good about that is this is this is totally in the smartest man in baseball's hands, Heim Bloom. Mm-hmm. A dude who took the Rays from nothing to what they are now. Yeah. It's very hard with the Rays out of all teams. Like he's gonna go get a Nick Pavetta type or a Garrett Richards type and just make something out of nothing. No, because let me let me say this. Right, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Um, a couple days ago, the Red Sox facing the Blue Jays, and I apologize. The score wasn't four to three. It was um going into the top of the ninth. It was seven to five Blue Jays. Red Sox come in, boom, homer, single, with two outs, J.D. Martinez, Santa Maria, homer, and we're up 8-7, Matt Barnes comes in and close the day. And when Matt Barnes comes in and he's clutch like that, and like he was last night, that makes me feel some kind of way. He's the king. It's a beautiful sight. But anyway, and I, I, I took to Instagram, right? First of all, I went to Twitter, and I put a tweet, if you don't, go follow the go follow the Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. All, all I did was put a tweet out in all caps. It said, J.D. Martinez is a grown man. Right. That's that's how I was feeling. But then after the game officially ended, I took to Instagram, posted the final score, and I've been saying this all year. This year is the 2003 Red Sox reincarnated. I love and that. You thing. cannot tell me otherwise. Right. You cannot tell me that Alex Verdugo and Johnny Damon aren't the same person. 
I love that take. There's nothing wrong with that. I can right. you can compare it to the pitching staff. Chris Chris Sale yeah. is our Pedro. Yeah. They have mediocre pitchers that are gonna elevate towards the postseason. No. We need a shilling. Yeah. He, he got us. We're, we're a shilling away from from ch- championship contention. And I need to look at this because one of my somebody who saw that post put a good name, and I want to give credit where credit's due, to who we can maybe go out and get. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, S. Taylor 638 said Max Scherzer oh, on the wow. Nationals. Won't cost Dude, too much to trade, to sell. and he'd be a rental. Gives us that second all-star pitcher. All-star, veteran, that is a great take from Max that. Max Scherzer. Bring him in. Get that one-two punch. He'll be our shilling. Bloody sock and all. That's all I'm saying. And realistically, I think we need a Manny, too. Unless... Because here's the thing. If you look at our roster now, and I did this in a past episode, but if you look at our roster now and you look at it um, in 03, that's really all we're missing is a second good outfielder, like star outfielder. But I don't even think we need that just because the rest of the team makes up for that. JD is our David Ortiz. Um, Alex Verdugo is our Johnny Damon. Um, Xander is our Noma. Yeah. Right. We got we got the pieces yeah. around. Devers doesn't play outfield, but Devers is definitely acting like Manny right now. No. Devers needs to get up about a good point oh seven on his batting average. He needs to get into like the three tens, three twenties to be able to be called Manny. He's he's good. Sure. He's just he, he's, he's not just there yet. mashing right now. Every time every time he makes contact it's flying. Who is our closer in 03? Uh it wasn't Keith Folk. Horrible. It was probably somebody trash because Grady Little kept Pedro in and didn't want to bring in the closer. It was Keith Folk. No it wasn't. It wasn't. We traded yes, it was. Before. 2003 was Keith Folk. I'm looking That's at the wrong. team. I, I've been reading was... the book. Hold on, let me just go down to the pitching. Yeah. Uh, no. Now, now, baseball reference is telling me it's Byung Hun Kim. Byung Hun Kim, you beautiful man. Do you right. need to look further as to why the 2003 Red Sox didn't get over the hump? <laughs> uh, because our our top three pitchers. We're very good in Pedro, Derek Lowe, and Tim Wakefield. Mm-hmm. And then our four was John Burkett, 38 years old. And then our fifth was Casey Fossum. Mm-hmm. Right. And our relievers, we our main relievers were Mike Timlin, who was very old, but still did his job. Alan Embry, Brendan Lyon, Ramiro Mendroza, and Byung Hun Kim. And 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 then after that. During that time, we brought in a Theo Epstein, and now we bring in a Bloom. But let me just go through, right, and tell you, right, Jason Veritek, Vasquez, basically same dude. Yeah. Kevin Millar to Bobby Dahlbeck. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Millar hit 25 homers. Bobby Dahlbeck's probably going to hit closer to 35. Yeah. Todd Walker to Kike. Both guys who had decent batting averages and good defensive numbers. Nomad Sander, Bill Muller to um, 
Big so two. Devers, which Bill Moeller averaged at 326. But this team's batting average is a lot better. So I'll give I'll – they, they always talked about Mueller like he was a great hitter. Mm-hmm. Numbers back that up. Manny, we have nobody to be Manny, not – don't even say Franchi. Johnny Damon is Alex Verdugo. Trot mm-hmm. Nixon. Hunter Renfro isn't there. And then David Ortiz. You would like to say that Franchi his you would like to say that Franchi's ceiling is Manny. Well, you could say that anybody's ceiling it. is anywhere, but it's just a matter of if they reach it. And Franchi doesn't look like it. No. There's not a whole lot of promise in him this past few weeks. Which upsets me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's been bad. But yeah, for some reason, like this year, just teams suck at hitting. You know, wait, you know who truly our Johnny Damon is? Hmm. It's Jan Duran. I like I like comparing Verdugo to Damon, but I can see it. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Duran, right? Let's talk about Duran and Cassis for a minute. Yeah. Right? Both of them qualified for the USA Olympic qualifying training camp. And they've just been killing it. Right. Um, yeah. The 24 year old left handed hitter went five for five with two home runs Saturday, which helped the Wu Sox win over Buffalo seven to four. His homers travel 480 and 475. Duran is batting a 299 with a 390 on pace percentage. And then Cassis is batting 323 with a 400 on base percentage, 516 slugging, and 916 OPS with three homers, one double, and one triple, 13 RBIs, and seven walks. When you read off those numbers from Duran, it just speaks – it tells me that he's a modern baseball player that it works tells, into the game. I, I have, I've never really seen Duran's fielding, but if he's got good fielding, that sounds like a 5-2 outfield if I've ever seen one. Yeah, he's just really, he's really fast. He can get to any ball. Mm-hmm. He just needs the experience. Okay, so – with those two guys, when do you see them realistically coming up into the majors? Duran needs to be there this year. This year. But Duran needs to be there in two weeks. <laughs> but you, you Cassis, call it, you, are you officially pulling the plug on the French Cordero experiment? Oh my God, yeah. But not if <laughs> no hesitation. He said, get him out of here. Yeah. I'm not pulling it all the way out. I'm maybe just squeezing it out a little bit, and I'm going to send him down to the minors. He's not that. He's not that old. I mean, he he has promise. He's 26. Yeah, he can go down, figure it out in AAA. But Duran needs to be up here next week before the Houston, New York, Houston series. And but Cassis can Cassis can hang out down in AA, AAA because when he comes up, what are we going to do with Bobby Dahlbeck and Michael Chavis? Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's got so much promise. I think, I think now might be the move to either decide between Dahlbeck and Chavis, ship one of them out of town to the Nationals for Scherzer. Oh, I do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I trade both. I well, trade both of them. Scherzer would be a rental, one year, one year rental. Mm-hmm. And you can totally dump Chavis for him because. His ceiling's not that high. His floor is just hitting home run. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's, here's the thing, right? 
with some of our guys up here. So we have two pitchers who haven't pitched, obviously. One we've talked about is Chris Sale. And the other is Ryan Brazier. Yep. Do we expect when Ryan Brazier gets back up into this team, he got, he's going to do anything? I don't expect him to be the same Ryan Brazier. He's been out for a long time. Is he going to help the team or is he going to hurt the team? I think he's going to help them, but only for a short period of time. It, it's not going to be – he's not going to be available every day and he's not going to be able to stretch it in October. Mm-hmm. No, I can – I can see that. And I, I, I've i never been a fan of Brazier. Everyone knows I, this. I, I haven't either, yeah. Like, dude throws fast, but he's just not reliable anymore. Because of a terrible ERA, 2020 absolutely sucked. He made it that much worse. I can't deal with him. Sale, this is saying ace Chris Sale, Sale, who continues to return from his Tommy John surgery, threw on flat ground and then the mound Saturday. He's been throwing bullpen sessions routinely the past couple weeks. And then Core said he was able to repeat his delivery, and so it was another positive day. Red Sox expect Chris Sale for Boston at some point this season. Article doesn't go into specifics. I mean, oh, it's what we need. Could you imagine if it was our our top three pitchers were Erod, Chris Sale, and Max Scherzer? That speaks World Series team to me. That speaks easy, easy division win over the Yankees to me, and that's all I love to hear. Sweep, four zero. I mean, I'll give them, I'll give them game three in New York, and then we'll, and then we'll call it a gentleman's. Yeah, a little, little bit of a gentleman sweep. Let them let them sing New York, New York to the fans on Game 3 in 2018 and then continue to whoop them. Let them the think they have the their spotlight, but they don't. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. And then go into L.A. and then, you know, make Manny Machado propose to end the series beautifully. <laughs> Still beautiful time. Bring him down to his knees. Make him beg. Bring him down to his knees. Make him beg. Make him cry. Make him suffer for it. Make him mm-hmm. want it. Uh, that's still a beautiful time. And like I, I kept saying, we were – I believe that our World Series contention was in 2024. At the start of this year, I thought we weren't going to win more than 75 games. And this team is going to – doubted this team. I remember that. I doubted hard. But here's the thing with my Red Sox takes and sports takes in general. About 70% of the time, they're wrong. Like, we just like got a uh, – I just got a new Chris Sale update. Uh-oh. He's throwing off the mound. Yeah, I just got the same notification, and I just said that. Because he feels like a pitcher again. Were you Were you not just listening when I said, threw off flat ground and then off the mound Saturday? Well, I would end one ear out the other. But wow. I, I think Chris Sale sees what this team is doing, and it, he's just scratching so bad. He wants to get back in. Mm-hmm. He wants just it. He to rush. He wants it badly. So – by the next time I record an episode, which is Wednesday, we're going to have three games. Erod playing against pitching against Philly. Richards mm-hmm. against Atlanta. Pavetta against Atlanta. How many are we winning? The Atlanta games are at home. I do it. We we'd have to we'd have to win the series two out of three. Lose one of those games. Atlanta is. Atlanta is Ronald Cunha Jr. and Freddie Freeman right now. All you have to do is avoid those at-bats and you're good. No, I can 
uh, for me, I'm saying we win all three. Screw it. We're Why not? All three. Yeah. I say nice little win streak to come up. All right. We already won our past four. Mm-hmm. Let's build this up to seven. And then we got Miami, which can Miami out, hasn't we been can doing. totally outslug Atlanta. No question about it. Like I said, Miami hasn't been doing the greatest this year. Where are they at? Uh, they are. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. They're 21 to 24. They're just under 500. They haven't been doing too, too great. But they haven't been doing bad. So what's what's the problem with us winning against Philly, winning two against Atlanta, and then winning three against Miami to make it a nine-game win streak or a 10-game win streak? Coming out and telling everybody in the majors that we're the best team in the league is what's stopping us. Mm-hmm. I think some of these I think guys, me saying that these, just jinxed us. Some of these some of these guys on the roster aren't ready to be the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the problem, and here's what's pissing me off with the Red Sox right now. Right, the cheapest tickets. If I wanted to go to the Atlanta game tomorrow, cheapest tickets are ninety three bucks. If I wanted to go to the Red Sox Houston game on June second in um in Houston, tickets are twenty bucks. That's the only bummer about the Red Sox being good again is the tickets. The, the tickets are insane. They're expensive. The one year they suck, no one's allowed to go see them. Yeah, like they would every- have been. They, tickets would have been thirty bucks last year. Like even Tampa Bay, goddamn, their tickets are insane. The Tampa Bay Red Sox game away on the twenty second, cheapest you gets one hundred one. Oh, gee. Like I said, when I went in April, I went to a game and I paid over a hundred bucks for seats, and I was kind of in between home plate and the first base dugout, but I was about a hundred feet back. It was still a good view, but. I was watching the game from a folding chair. And I paid over 100 bucks to sit in a folding chair to watch the game. I was pissed. Oldest park in baseball. I love it. No, it was because this, the point of the park I was sitting at, there were two seats together. Then there was a space. Then there were two seats. Then there was a space. Then there were two seats. Instead okay. of just having each of those two seats, they zip-tied one of the seats and put a folding chair next to the, one, next to the other one. That's weird. Why? <laughs> confused the hell out of me even even the dude because the dude that was working there i'm just looking i'm like why is this a thing and he's like i don't know man i'm sorry i think they knew you were coming and just slapped you <laughs> on the folding chair dude dude had to be in his 60s but he was he was nice <laughs> all right with that being said that is all the news i got for today you got anything to say to the people before we sign off Thanks for having me back, man. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to coming back and talking about this Red Sox team because there's so much to talk about. Every single game get, raises new questions. Bro, I have you on at least once a month. Like yeah. that's that's been about the schedule. Is I have you on about once a month. Part time co host. Part time co host with about seven other people. Good job. Yeah. Hopefully you feel proud. But with that being said, give me one good thing that has happened this week. I'm going to get started with one kind of bad thing. Celtics end up taking the L last night. It hurts, but just widely, just the star power, we're so outmatched without Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. It happens. They don't have any path without him. With the, without him. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but what are you going to do? Sometimes just the season doesn't fall your way. But for us, that's been the way for the past four seasons with 18, 19, 20, and 21. Just all 
playoff contention, good teams, out early. Besides 18 was our best year. What really sucks is it was supposed to be last year or this year that they were going to make the run for it. Last year should have been the year. Nobody in the East was a true favorite. Milwaukee got bounced out early. We had the chance against Miami and lost it. Yeah. We had the chance to make the finals, and the team just didn't didn't come together when we needed it, you know. But mm-hmm. give me one good thing about this week. I, I have I have my answer. I, I don't want to say can I go out of bounds and not say something that happened this week, but something that happened between the last time I was on the podcast and now. Sure. We've been back up to mass. Feels good. Trust me, with with college, it's one of those things of I love being away, but when you come home, it's just so much better. Yeah. Yeah, it feel, summertime feels better. I missed my mama's home cooking. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I miss. And for anybody out there, if there's a slight interest that you are interested in Dean College, don't. You're welcome. Okay? That's all I got to say. The, the food there sucked. That was a serious face. You meant oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I meant that with a passion. All right, that team sucked. Or not the team. The college sucked. It was bad. All right, the food there was terrible. And basically, only go there if you're looking to be a dance major. The dance program and the theater program there are very, very good. Mm-hmm. And sports broadcasting a little bit. But other than that, if you're going there for any other major, run. Just run. Run for the hills. All right. That being said, thank you guys so much for listening. God bless you guys. Go follow him. Once again, my boy Kelsey at the Stonian Instagram, S-O-X-T-O-N-I-A-N. Make sure you go give him a follow for whenever the hell he decides to actually post something. Hey, you never know. I might run up the podcast midsummer. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. Once again, hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday. I'm putting this out on Sunday night. So I hope you have an amazing Sunday, the Lord's Day. Roll that out, your music. See you guys next time.